Welcome to episode 128 of District of Conservation. This is your host, Gabriella Hoffman. Typically when the holidays roll around, people stop podcasting, they recap the year, they forego putting out new content, but I'm going to defy that trend and bring you guys some interesting podcast episodes. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of changes happening here in the nation's capital. We have announcements of Biden picks to lead critical agencies, especially a lot who hold some pretty extreme positions. So I want to talk about that. I also will talk about some interesting stories, actually some good stories that'll be in tomorrow's episode. But today I'm going to largely focus on the news of Biden selections for Interior, EPA, and some of his climate czars. Here's what I have for you all. Over the next few weeks, you're going to hear these four particular names. You're going to hear about Gina McCarthy, past EPA administrator under the Obama administration. You're going to hear about former Secretary of State John Kerry and failed presidential candidate. You're going to hear about Congresswoman Deb Hallen, who was just selected to be Biden's interior pick after progressives actively campaigned for her nomination on social media. And the EPA nominee, who's actually worked across both Republican and Democrat EPAs, Michael Regan. And I'm going to talk about Hallen and Regan very briefly for you all. Hallen, as you know, is probably the most progressive of the interior picks that were being floated. I've talked about this in a few episodes at Town Hall and also at CFACT about where she stands on the issues. Like I said and mentioned before, she is a very historic pick. There hasn't been a Native American woman to lead Interior. Michael Connor, who was also being floated as a possible contender for Interior, was the second top official under the Obama administration running Interior. He's also of Native American heritage. If confirmed by the Senate, Helen will be the first Native American woman to represent it. And while that sounds dandy and great, you have to know where she stands on the issue. Now, for me personally, I think she's too progressive of a pick. I actually think me, the conservative, would have been content with someone like a Michael Connor. I'm a little troubled by Representative Hallen's positions. Energy issues, she is for the dissolution of fossil fuels. She doesn't believe in fracking, and she's a key House co-sponsor of the Green New Deal there. She also has backing from the really extreme group called the Sunrise Movement. She's also closely aligned with House Natural Resources Committee Chairman Raul Grijalva, who is no friend to hunters. He's very against big game hunting. She's also against Endangered Species Act modernization reform. She's also for restoring Bears Ears National Monument to over a million acres going off of the last minute measure that former President Obama put before he left office in December 2016. Now, I know some of you listening may be for enhancing national monuments. National monuments are very convoluted and pretty controversial. I thought it was a very tactless move from President Obama to do this. There was no consultation from local forces. I can help you guys understand the nuances behind national monument designations, how it derives from the Antiquities Act, the importance of it, how to understand nuance, how to interpret the law and how it says in its section to provision that actually no large tracts of public lands can be designated. And also presidents can designate or revoke and undo national monument designations. So if we see that position being brought up regarding Halland, I will help you guys revisit that and understand the Antiquities Act and why people are very nervous about that type of wide sweeping national monument designation. And this is something that Halland 
has openly talked about. If Republicans maintain control of the U.S. Senate, I suspect that she will have a very difficult hurdle to climb given her extreme positions. Republicans are actively campaigning against the Green New Deal. I don't see how she passes, let's say, the full Senate vote. Some other friends of mine have said certain fears by Republican members may push them to confirm her. I would say she'd probably be the most difficult nominee of Biden's to confirm given her aforementioned positions. Like I said, if she proves true conservationists wrong, I would love to see that. But I am greatly concerned by her selection. I think a lot of hunters, anglers, ranchers, cattlemen are too. Also, the selection of Michael Regan. I'm not really familiar with his work, but I'll do my best to contextualize his position. Interesting that he's worked across Republican and Democrat administrations in the Environmental Protection Agency. He's young. He would be the first black EPA administrator. So Biden is going for a lot of these historic picks. And Regan will have to be subject to senatorial approval and confirmation as well. Regan, according to Scientific American, and there's some other sources out there, uh, he has worked across the Clinton and George H.W. Bush administrations. He was also a national program manager for the agency's Office of Air Quality Planning and Standards. He currently leads North Carolina's Department of Environmental Quality, was appointed to that position four years ago. And he prioritizes environmental justice from what this article says. They also say that he had rehabilitated the DEQ and delivered major settlements with Duke Energy Corp over coal ash and with the Chemours Co. to clean up harmful chemicals dumped into Cape Fear River. So we'll see some more progressive picks. It's going to certainly lean more preservationist both the interior and EPA. I've talked about this. I can see the writing on the wall. This is going to be Obama's third term, no doubt about it. Will there be rifts between landowners, local interests, and the federal government again? I sadly anticipate a lot of that. I'm just pessimistic on this front, and I'm going to try to deliver it as matter-of-factly as possible. It's not because I'm a cynic, not because I don't want there to be restored trust or better cooperation, We've seen a lot of that actually in this administration, believe it or not. We've seen a lot of people be more empowered. They have more of a voice. Sportsmen and women have had a seat at the table. Uh, with respect to the EPA, the EPA hasn't been weaponized to go against private landowners, against ranchers, farmers. There's been a lot better of cooperation between the government and also local interests. And I sadly see that going away with interior selections with the EPA and just these climate prioritizations with this climate agenda prioritization at the helm of all these different energy and conservation related agencies. So that has me naturally worried. Those are the two confirmed people. I'm a little less concerned with Michael Regan's selection. He certainly will toe the line with Biden, no doubt about it. But Deb Haaland's positions really do concern me and I think will concern a lot of you. And if you want reference to where these people lie on their positions, I will link them for you in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of District of Conservation. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat or a guest announcement. Tomorrow's episode is largely going to focus on a few good congressional bills relating to veterans having enhanced access to the great outdoors, and why I believe North Face is on the naughty list for wanting to disassociate with 
oil and gas operations. So stay tuned for those two stories coming out tomorrow and connect with us, leave some reviews, follow the podcast, share with me what you think of this. If you like the direction we're going in, etc. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening.